It is week five of the college football season, and we are back with our 10 best picks of this upcoming Saturday weekend. If you're new to the Call on Our Shot channel, I'm Austin, joined by Logan Say. We each have our five favorite picks for this upcoming Saturday slate, and we'll weave in that best bet of the weekend segment in there. Let's recap last week. I didn't have a great week. I was five and one well, two weeks ago, one and three last week. I continue to struggle with my best bet of the week. Logan, a solid two and two week. I mean, not much you can do about there. Just losing a little bit of juice. And then you look at the fans, a two and three week, not too terrible. Now we have did change up the format for the fans and we took the top five most liked comments in the comment section down below. So go down below, type in your favorite pick. You like Oklahoma, you like Wake Forest, you like Clemson, go tech, go put your favorite pick down below. If you see a pick that you really like, like it and we'll count it towards the record if it's one of those top five most liked comments if you're new to the call on our shot channel hit that subscribe button hit that like button too and logan let's hop into it and i'm going to start with this one off and i'm going to go to a pick that's close near and dear to my heart and you see the logo on my chest i'm going to the ucf knights game as they take on smu i'm taking the under 63 and a half points minus 110 on betmgm now let's talk about this because as a ucf fan you know i've loved watching this team i obviously am an alumni from there and i love watching but this team has no passing game i don't know how they move down the field they have 49 passing yards last week for George Tech. They continue to struggle throwing the ball in the air, and I don't think that's going to continue. I think it's going to continue against SMU. You look at UCF, they want to run the ball. Eighth in the nation in rushing yards. They got an elite running back, so they got John Reese Pumley who's running it out of the backfield, but they can't complete passes. So if they get a holding call, they're kind of screwed because they can't get any first downs. You look at SMU, while they don't have a great defense, they can at least they played some good offenses like TCU and Maryland. And I think this high over under at 63 and a half, maybe it's saying they're going to score a ton of points and maybe I'm going to lose this one. But the fact I don't trust UCF's offense, we saw a game like USC and Oregon State have an over under at 68 and a half last week. They didn't even sniff that over under. Wouldn't be surprised if this one goes pretty low in this one. You could see a lot of things have to go right to hit an over at 63 and a half points. You have to get a lot of quick touchdowns. I don't think UCF is capable of doing that unless we see some busted coverages from SMU. So I really like this UCF defense too, allowing just 13 and a half points per game. I think 63 and a half is a little bit too much for this one. Plus, it's worth noting as we're kind of recording this, we don't really know the track of Hurricane Ian, but. It could impact this game. We could see less coverage. Who knows? It could shorten practice time. So taking the under 63 and a half was my first pick of the weekend. But Logan, what do you got for the people? Well, first of all, on that UCF pick, I mean, I would have called you a psycho during the Scott Frost or even Hypo era for ever taking an under in a UCF game. But in mine, I'm not picking any totals on this slate. Screw totals after last week. I, I'm going to the Utah versus Oregon State game, and I'm taking Utah minus 10 and a half in this one. Uh, you look. Oregon State played well versus USC, but a veteran Utah team will handle business at home. That's what the narrative is going to be in this one. Utah's offense also sneaky good, right? 17th in scoring offense, 23rd in rushing yards. Uh, this, this is an offense that can be able to throw the ball and run the ball, make life very difficult for Oregon State's defense. Utah established the ground game, right? Or Oregon State has not shown the real ability to stop the, the ground game. 79th in rushing yards allowed. So in that pack, half the pack, I, I definitely think Utah can can do it in any type of offense they want. It's going to be tough also for Oregon, uh, Oregon State to run the, the, the ball. And, and to throw the ball, even for that matter. Ever since the, the UF debacle, Utah has allowed 13, 7, and 7 points. They're 16th in scoring defense, 3rd in passing yards allowed. So honestly, the, this Utah defense is very equipped to make life miserable on Oregon State. And I do think they, they just assert, uh, sort of assert their dominance in this one, covering that 10.5 point spread and, and winning this one in an easy fashion. Yeah, when I was looking at that game and trying to decide which side I wanted to lean, it was very telling that you saw Oregon State only laying like six and a half, five and a half points last week to USC. Now they're coming here and laying ten and a half to US 
to Utah. I think Utah, you're on the right side there. Now, Logan, I'm going to switch to an SEC matchup. I know you love your SEC matchups. But I got a doozy for you because we've got Mississippi State at home taking on Texas A&M. And look, I'm taking the, the Bulldogs, Mississippi State minus the three and a half. Like a couple weeks back, we saw, you know, a ranked program. We see it occasionally, a ranked program like Texas A&M go on the road and be an underdog. Not too often it happens. We saw it a couple weeks back when you saw Michigan State go on, on the road to Washington. We took Washington and it cashed out with ease. Now, Texas A&M, I argue, they've really underwhelmed. Their defense is hanging on to all threads. They had to rely on a kick to go off the top of the upright, not just off the upright, the top of the upright to cash and win their game last week against Arkansas. Look, this offense is really struggling. 191st in total offense, 109th in points per game, and now they're likely down their leading receiver. So look at Mississippi State on the other side of the ball. They have a decent offense, 36th in points per game, 11th in passing yards per game, led by Will Rogers, their QB, completing 37% of his passes, only six, only three interceptions, 16 touchdowns. They also have a good ground game with Dylan Johnson and Jaquavius Marks. Look, I really like Mississippi State. They're at home, and look, I think they get it done. They did lose on the road versus LSU. That's their lone loss of the year, but they did win this game last year versus Mississippi State, winning by four games overall. Also, we know this A&M team wants to wake up and go and play Bama. Well, they got Bama up on next on their schedule. They could be sleeping on Mississippi State, just traveling there. And they're like, ah, whatever. We don't care about this game. We want to go be Bama the next week. So I love the Bulldogs. Minus three and a half. Give it to me. Yeah, I, I really do like the pick in that one. Will Rogers, for any casual college football fan, Will Rogers is such a fun quarterback to watch. I really hope they can light up uh, A&M in that one. But in my pick, I'm going to, I'm going to Iowa State and, and Kansas, and I'm taking an alt spread. Logan, you're you're out of your mind, right? I, I'm I'm saying you guys can keep the points. I want more, right? I want I'm taking Iowa State minus six and a half alt spread. You're getting plus value on it, and and I don't know where the line's going to end up by Saturday, but at the time we're recording this video, I like the value on it, right? I watched uh, too much of that Kansas Duke game. I had some side money on that one, and I watched Kansas just simply outscore Duke. And I think they were honestly lucky to win that game, right? It was it was just a really it, Close your eyes if you like defensive football because there's so many missed tackles on each side of the you know the, the field. Iowa State last week played so sloppy, you know, two turnovers, eight penalties for 78 yards. Also watched a good amount of Iowa State versus Baylor. I'm kicking myself. I was like, come on, Iowa State. Cyclones, are you are better than this, right? Iowa State still, you know, despite how bad they were, and I did think they get they did get the terrible end of some some penalties in that one. Iowa State still managed to score 24 points against a really good Baylor defense. Well, here, newsflash, guys, Kansas does not play defense, right? They, they should be able to move the ball up and down on Kansas. Kansas defense, 81st in scoring defense, 87th in passing yards allowed. So really, whatever Iowa State wants to do offensively, they should be able to do it. And that's why I, I am taking an alt spread, right? I, I think they can win this, this one running away. And Iowa State's defense, I think they're going to really handle Kansas in this one, right? They're 11th in scoring defense. This is a big bounce back spot i austin I, I feel like you might agree with me on that one logan i'm absolutely all in and i don't want to take you down with me as this will be my best bet of the weekend i'm not going for the minus six and a half which you're taking for you know plus 140 but i will be taking the cyclones that's my best bet of the weekend iowa state minus three and a half taking on the kansas jayhawks now i gotta give credit to kansas where credit is due Four and team. I mean, one of the only, I mean, there's not a lot of undefeated ball clubs left in college football, but this team has been electric so far, led by Jalen, Jalen Daniels, and he's been absolutely crazy. And Kansas, 
hasn't really beaten a lot of good opponents. They played Tennessee Tech, West Virginia, Houston, Duke. This is a team in Iowa State that's going to be the best team they've seen, and I'm not surprised to see them as an underdog. And I'm not, or yeah, as an underdog here, and I'm not surprised that a lot of people keep riding with Kansas because people love to bet on this hype team led by Jalen Daniels. But kind of like Logan was saying, Iowa State kind of played themselves out of last week, turned the ball over twice, eight turn, eight penalties. Not going to get it done doing that, but I believe the Cyclones get back on track on Saturday. Like the Jayhawks, like Logan was saying, not great defensive team. And look, Iowa State's got a great defense. We saw that against Iowa a couple of weeks into the season. They're allowing the 14th fewest rushing yards per game. And I believe this Kansas team wants to run the football. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. They're also only allowing 14 and a half points per game, 32nd fewest total yards. This is a great Iowa State team. So look, I'm riding with them. Hopefully they not only cash my best bet, they cash Logan, your alt spread, and we can all be winning. We are all on the Cyclones train. What could possibly go wrong? They're my best bet of the weekend. But Logan, what do you have for the people? Yeah, well, let's let's ride on that one, squad ride. But I'm going I'm going to a lesser known matchup, right? We're going to San Jose State uh, Spartans versus Wyoming, and I'm taking San Jose State money line as my best bet in this one. It, the odds might fluctuate. It's, it's currently sitting at minus one thirty in this one, so it has rose a little bit, you know, in in terms of San Jose State, right? Now, if you look at Wyoming, right, Austin's tried fade, fading Wyoming a couple times, you know, Don't throughout the me. season. That, that, that really has, hasn't worked, right? Wyoming's coming coming off a, a game versus BYU where the box score, you know, they covered that one. Good good for them. All, before that, 17-point underdog win versus Air Force. So you look at Wyoming and you're like, hmm, I, I might be able to comfortably back the Cowboys. But you know what? San Jose State, limit, more of a limited sample size. They've only played three games. Wyoming's played five games. So the book is written more for Wyoming. And I think the odds makers are, are have this one adjusted, you know, so I, I think a lot of people are going to be riding the trendy pick, which is Wyoming. I'm going the other way on this run, right? San Jose State's offense, you know, since they've only played three games, it, it doesn't look all that impressive, but they did last week dismantle Western Michigan, which I like to see 34 to six. I like, uh, I like San Jose State's quarterback a lot more than, than uh, Wyoming's with Peasley. I like Cordero. Uh, Cordero, no interceptions on the year. That's big, right? In college football, I absolutely cannot stand quarterbacks that can't take care of the ball. Well, Peasley, Wyoming's quarterback, he's not really a threat offensively through the air, right? Wyoming is a really one-dimensional offense. If you can stop the run and make Peasley beat you, you know, he, you, you're in a really good sh- chance to win that game. 154 yards versus BYU. He Peasley only has five touchdown passes all year in five games. Really not a huge offensive threat. Uh, in, in terms of Wyoming. And I think San Jose State simply outscores this one. Give me the Spartans as my best bet this week. Logan, I knew you would bet the Spartans. When I was looking at the Wyoming game, you know Wyoming cost me some coin earlier this year. I won't touch their games, although I really do like your Spartans pick. I know if people watched the college football videos last year, they knew you're a big Spartans fan. You were always staying up late at night watching those games. But I'm going to dive into my fourth pick, and people could claim that this is a revenge pick or maybe this is a uh, hate pick. But I'm going to go into the East Carolina Pirates game versus USA. The, the enemy of my UCF Knights. And I'm actually taking East Carolina minus the seven and a half. Now, last week we saw a ton, and I saw it all over Twitter. A ton of people laying a ton of points with East Carolina, ECU against Army or against Navy. And I don't really know why people were laying a ton of points. They were laying like 10 in the first half. Now, I'm not doing that. I'm only laying seven and a half just to win by a little more than a touchdown. Now, you see USF, their team coming on Saturday. They played your Gators really tough, Logan. But on Saturday, they were humbled and they lost 41 to three to Louisville last weekend. And like I talked about earlier, the hurricane could alter this USF preparation for ECU, whereas ECU is just going to be traveling in and wherever they get in, they're going to get in and play this football game. USF, what they want to do is run the football. When they had success against 
against Florida was running the football. They barely completed many passes, but it was just running up and down the field. The Gators couldn't stop them. And ECU only allowed 110 rushing yards per game, so been pretty good on the ground. And while they did just go up against Navy, one of the better rushing teams really in the in the NCAAs, they didn't do terrible against them. Obviously losing in double overtime, but only giving up 23 points in two overtimes isn't terrible. I look at the over-under in this game, sitting at 58 and a half. I don't think USF wins if this game even sniffs that over-under. You'll also look at last year. ECU beat them 29 to 14. I know they have a new QB, a guy I believe that transferred from Baylor, but still, I think ECU plays really well here and a little bit of a bounce back revenge spot after that loss. I know USF's also coming off a loss, but I think ECU is the much better ball club here. And minus seven and a half, I got to lay the points. I think they certainly get it done. And that's, you know, maybe maybe USF hurts me and then maybe I'll avoid all their games for the rest of eternity. But I have to fade the USF Bulls. Sorry. It's a pirate's life for you this week, right? Yeah, we, yeah we, baby. We, what could go we, wrong? Yeah, what, what could go wrong? USF is a pretty crappy team. I do like the pick. Now, in my pick... I'm, everyone's going to yell at me for this one because I'm once again fading a team that, that already wronged me last week. Going to the Oklahoma State versus Baylor game, and I'm taking Oklahoma State plus Ooh. two and a half. <laughs> plus two and a half versus Baylor. Look, I, I, already, I already got a ton of hate last week when I picked Iowa State against Baylor, and people were like, don't fade Baylor. Baylor's a good team. Well, sorry, I'm doing it again. And if, if, Baylor, if Baylor wants to come out with a vengeance once more, so be it, right? Now, look, Oklahoma State, this is like quiet or maybe not even quietly one of the best offenses in college football they have no trouble scoring the ball at all they average over 50 points a game also oklahoma state is yet to trail this season so this is this is a really explosive offense and i think they're just simply going to over you know uh, outscore baylor and overwhelm them they have that up-tempo offense you know with spencer sanders he can be an actual problem in, in this one i know baylor's defense you know has has been decent but I think they they got really lucky to win against that Iowa, you know, against Iowa State Cyclones last week. I know that I know you can call it luck. You could say Logan, that's a lazy excuse, but I watched that game and I said, man, Iowa State really should have won that game, right? Like, you know, they the Iowa State beat themselves since allowing Central Michigan to score 44 on on their defense. Oklahoma State's defense is really tightened up, right? Nine sacks and four interceptions on the year for Oklahoma State's defense. I think they're going to make life difficult on Blake Shape, and I think they're going to get the pressure needed. And, and make Baylor, you know, just have to beat them through the air. They have some really good defensive backs on, on that Oklahoma State secondary as well. I like Oklahoma State in this one to keep it close, keep it within that two and a half. I know everyone's going to keep riding Baylor and Baylor till they die, but I'm going Cowboys in this one. Hey Logan, you're one and zero on Oklahoma State betting on those games. Uh, it's because you bet Western or Central Michigan in Week One. Now sure. let's switch over, and I'm going to wrap this up with my fifth and final pick. Now I have a question for the people out there: What's better than having some action on Saturday? I would argue having some action because that is where we're going. I'm be taking Ohio plus 10 and a half for Kent State. Now, look, everyone saw Kent State last week. They went toe-to-toe, and I say toe-to-toe with Georgia because, you know, they they covered. It was like a 40-point spread. They covered, but they actually, you know, made it a little sweaty for Georgia betters. I mean, they were down only, I believe, 15 in the fourth quarter. And look, they showed up, and it's not a surprise. See, oh, everyone's like, oh, look, Kent State is a, is a ball club. They're legit. And seeing them bet a, a lot of people, this line open at seven and a half, moved to 10 and a half with so much money coming in on Kent State. I don't think Kent State's as good as they are, as they showed last week. That could have just been a clear letdown spot for Georgia. And they gave it their all and obviously came up short. I think you go a letdown spot when they're back at home, but they're taking on Ohio. I mean, Ohio's got a great quarterback at Curtis or 69% completion percentage, nine touchdowns, two interceptions. And something about Ohio, they can score points with the best of them. Now, last week, they can also give up points because last week they won 
59 to 52 against Fordham. Like, I don't need them giving up 52 points. If they do that, I would be very surprised if they won this game. But I do think they're capable. They're out their 25th in passing yards per game at 313. But on the other side, Kent State is just, they're terrible. They're giving up a ton of passing yards. They're averaging 289 per game on the other side. So I think this is going to be a high scoring affair. No surprise. You see the over end at 68 and a half. Like I already said, Kent State, both of these ball clubs are going to give up some points. I just think 10 and a half points too much for a matching game. I mean, these games always feel like they're coming down to the wire. You always see the highlights on like ESPN where it's like these teams score like eight touchdowns in the last three minutes. That's perfectly capable of happening here. So I think Ohio, the Bobcats, give them to me on a little bit of matching this week. So I'm taking Ohio plus 10 and a half. I think it's too many points. I think the line should be more closer to six and a half. So I'll take Ohio. Give me the plus 10 and a half. But Logan, fifth and final pick of the week. You wrap it up. If people haven't clicked off after my last pick because they hated me so much, they're going to absolutely hate me on this one, right? We're going, we're, you know, the, the corn kid, the, the internet sensation, he would love this pick. Every, everyone knows the corn kid. If you don't, go look him up, right? <laughs> I'm taking Nebraska minus four and a half versus Indiana. End of analysis because of corn kid. No, but really, right? First of all, you, you got to do some you got to do some line reading in this one, right? I think the books are, are trying to tell us something, you know, favoring a really crappy, you know, Nebraska team against a three and one Indiana team. Well, Nebraska really should be prepared to play this game, right? They have an extra week to prepare versus Indiana. Like you got to get some stuff right. The whole Scott Frost, you know, out the door departure. Regroup guys, right? And and I think the books kind of see it that way. Nebraska, last time we saw them on the field, they were absolutely getting embarrassed, trounced by Oklahoma. I figured they play with, with pride in this one. And I, I'm also kind of predicting a Casey Thompson breakout game. I know Casey Thompson is a very talented quarterback. He's very capable of having an, an explosive game. And this Indiana defense isn't great, right? This is poised for Thompson to have a great game. Indiana's defense, 94th in passing yards, 109th in rushing yards allowed. So this is a really back-of-the-pack offense or defense that I think Nebraska is it serves as a get-right game, right? You could only be so bad for, for so long. And Basilak, a quarterback for Indiana, look, I, I've watched Indiana football, right? You know, I, I don't take pride in that. He's not all that impressive. I, you know, I test, you know, tells you that four interceptions in four games for Basilak. He, he misses a lot of throws. You question, I question his, his decision making a lot. I think this one sort of gets out of hand for Indiana. I think you're going to have a lot of people back in Indiana with the points, but Corn Kid would be proud of me. I'm taking Nebraska in this one. Look, Logan, when I bet Nebraska two weeks ago, I felt like an idiot. So I hope they don't make you feel that same pain when you're going to bed on Saturday night when they just flop again. I don't know if they've covered at all this season, but I hope they get it done in honor of the corn kid. Uh, I don't know. I love it. I love it. I won't lie to you. But those are our 10 best picks for college football week five. We appreciate you guys as always for tuning in. You guys smash the like button goals and all that stuff in last week's video. Let's crush it again. We appreciate you guys as always. Some more videos are popping up on the screen if you want to go check them out. Awesome, Logan. We're signing out. Let's go have a great week. Comment down below your favorite bets and we'll count it if people are like it enough. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out.